Good morning. I want to add my happy Father's Day to the fathers who are here and those who are online. Would you pray with me? Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. You are the potter. We are the clay. In these moments, O oh God, speak to me. O oh Father, speak through me. O oh Lord, speak in spite of me so that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts might prove acceptable in thy sight. For you are our rock and our God. Amen. I don't know why my uh, allergies just decided to really hone in on my ears and my throat right now, but God is good. What makes us strong a colleague of mine, James, Reverend Dr. James Harnish, is a person that I read and whose sermons sometimes I also listen to or read. Um, in a recent sermon of his, he opened with the following reference to a Peanuts cartoon in which Lucy asked Charlie Brown, did you ever know anyone who was really happy? Before she can finish the question, Snoopy comes dancing into the next frame, only as Snoopy can. He dances his merry way across the frames while Lucy and Charlie watch in amazement. In the last frame, Lucy finishes her, her question. Did you ever know anyone who was really happy and was still in their right mind? <laughs> we might want to ask Paul that question for by the world standards of happiness, Anyone in his position and in his right mind should have been miserable since he was in prison when he wrote this letter to the church at Philippi. Paul had lost everything he valued or that gave him happiness. He's isolated from his closest co-workers and most intimate friends. And even more difficult of all, he has no idea what the future holds as he waits for the emperor to decide whether he will live or die. Again, by the world's standards, he should have been miserable. But when you read this letter from first to last, it vibrates with joy. And just in case you missed the point, he comes to the closing verses and says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. One of Paul's favorite words is the Greek word, and pardon me for the pronunciation, hilarotus, from which we get the word hilarity. It literally means laughter from the heart. When Paul talks about joy, he doesn't mean the trivial, shallow, obscene, or mean-spirited stuff we see passed off as humor nowadays. He means bone-deep, blood-rich, exuberant laughter, which comes up out of the depths of our souls. Joy, which flows from the center of our being. Happiness coming from the depths of our hearts. You know, like when you see a little baby that gets tickled and it just, whole body is just full of this joy and this laughter, which some of us have lost. There's a story about a little boy who, when asked to put his hand on his heart for the Pledge of Allegiance, patted his little bottom. When his teacher asked why, he said, because when my grandma picks me up, she pats me right there and she says, bless your little heart. 
Holy hilarity comes from the depth of the human soul. It's laughter from the heart, not politically correct or debasing to others, but the release of pure joy. I always hope to celebrate worship by finding the joy of salvation in the midst of the realities of life. I'm not sure why we have adapted the idea that Christianity is to be serious, somber, artificially pious, self-righteous, and unforgiving of the humor that is humanity. I don't know about you, but if you can't laugh at yourself sometimes, I feel sorry for you because we do some really funny stuff. Before the church lady appeared on Saturday Night Live, John Steinbeck described Liza Hamilton in his book, East of Eden, as a tight, hard little woman, humorless as a chicken, with a dour Presbyterian, pardon me, Presbyterians, mind and a code of morals that pinned down and beat the brains out of anything that was pleasant to do. Reverend Harnish and I agree this attitude doesn't come from the New Testament, for this book vibrates with great joy. When we come to worship, we should be challenged to be the change we want to see, as Gandhi said. For we are made aware of the abundant grace that allows our faults and failures while moving us to become. In the last few weeks, we have seen the devastation of homes, families, and individuals. And if you are like me, you have asked, what does all this mean? The future is questionable, in spite of how we've planned, prepared, or envisioned it. One of the lines from Philippians is a challenge to us, as we are told, of Paul's decision. This one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching out to what lies ahead, I go for the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It sounds great when Paul says it, but we know it's tough to let go of the past, particularly if it's a happy past or a fulfilling past. And it's hard to let go of a comfortable, secure present to reach for some unknown future. As hard as we try to create a stable environment or life, we are in transition. There's a saying that says we are either in the midst of a storm, coming out of a storm, or facing a coming storm. Along with the songs of the church, I lean on those scripture verses that allow me to be less overwhelmed by situations. One being from today's reading, do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Holy hilarity is born out of deep inner peace that comes from knowing that we are really loved and accepted by God. Experience has shown me that uptight people can never experience joy. Folk who have everything screwed down real tight can never learn to dance. Now, I can't physically dance like I used to, but my spirit loves to dance. People who are not at peace with themselves, people who carry around the baggage of past hurts and failures, 
people who look at the world through the narrow lens of their own self-interest, people who just plain don't like themselves or others, can never really discover the hilarity the gospel promises. Only when we learn to let go and discover the deep peace that comes from knowing we are loved simply because God chooses to accept and love us can we find that strength to laugh freely and deeply. Reverend Harnish quoted a line from G.K. Chesterton as part of his operating creed. Angels can fly because they take themselves so lightly. I think that's an image I can also adopt. Many of us grew up with the idea, especially if you were a first child like me, that God, the universe, and everybody else was depending on our getting everything just right. It caused some of us to constantly look for other shortcomings to validate our success, but that didn't really make us feel as if we had gotten it done. I'm finding that as I consider what sanctification is in my life, the acceptance of the unconditional love of God becomes the touchstone for being able to face the storms of life as well as find the holy hilarity that allows me to laugh heartily, to enjoy silliness, and to try to be non-judgmental. Philippians 4.8 is a great focal point for our daily living. Finally, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Living in a digital age where the news, fake or real, bombards us constantly can make it difficult to think on the lovely true, honorable, commendable, excellent, or praiseworthy. But I believe that is where our strength comes from. We really can't rely on our individual abilities to overcome the disappointments, faults, and failures of life. But we have this assurance that God will never fail us or forsake us. As we seek to be shaped by a disciplined focus of our hearts, minds, and souls on things that are good, things that are beautiful, things that are filled with the joy of the Spirit, of Christ's real joy will be ours. If you like Norman Vincent Peale, call it the power of positive thinking. If you are a fan of Robert Schuller, call it possibility thinking. If you are a computer whiz, call it garbage in, garbage out. Whatever we call it, the principle is the same, to experience joy, to find strength in the midst of our storms. We have to set our minds on things that are really good, things which express the greatness, the goodness, and the joy of God. I'm like you. I have those days when I'm ready to just give up, but God sends little reminders that there's a purpose for my life the challenges, the disappointments, the ups and downs. As my signature psalm reminds me, oh Lord, you have searched and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You, are, you comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. You have laid your hand upon me. 
Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Paul's letter to the community of faith at Philippi is not a Pollyanna denial of the difficulty of the circumstances of life, but a recognition of the gift of koinonia, the community of faith. In verse 11, Paul gives us the invitation to live faithfully. The J.B. Phillips translation reads this way. I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances may be. I know how to live when things are difficult, and I know how to live when things are prosperous. I have learned the secret of facing plenty or poverty. I am ready for anything through the strength of the one who lives within me. As Paul stated in Philippians 3, I reach out for the high calling of the goal of God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> I, I had really hoped I could do this song, but I don't know. I can't hardly talk, so I'm just going to read you these words because for me, they say who I am. <laughs> Jesus you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment. I hope for all I do, Jesus. You're the center of my joy. When I've lost my direction, you're the compass for my way. You're the fire and light when nights are long and cold. In sadness, you are the laughter that shines, that shatters all my fears. When I'm all alone, your hand is there to hold. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my content. I'm sorry, you're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus. You're the center of my joy. You are why I find pleasure in the simple things of life. You're the music in the meadows and the streams, the voices of the children, my family and my home. You're the source and finish of my highest dreams. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus, you are the center of my joy. You're everything. Everything. You're my joy. You're my hope. When I'm lonely, you're the one. That I feel inside. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. We are on a journey. The story is told of a boy who one day put, was put on a train by his father and sent on a journey to the home of his aunt. He was a country boy and his dad was sending him to the city. As he entered the train, he was greatly troubled at the thought of what might happen to him while he was on the train and when he arrived at his destination. He soon found that all his worrying was for nothing. 
No sooner than the train had started, the conductor came up and spoke to him very kindly. When the newsboy, then the newsboy brought him apples, candy, and picture books to look at. So the time passed quickly and very pleasantly. When he arrived at the city, a cab driver was at the gate to take him to his aunt's home. The boy couldn't understand it. He thought it was a miracle. As he grew older, he learned that his father had made all the arrangements. <laughs> May we also find the miracles along the way, knowing that our father has made all the arrangements. May we come to realize the joy of our salvation and know that there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that is greater than the love of God through Christ Jesus made manifest in our lives. So we can live with joy, be the community of faith, and find that center that's always there. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.